welcome to the WrestleWolf Podcast. I am Damien Gibson. And I'm Paulie T. Damien and I are here to chat about something that we get ridiculously passionate about for no no sensible reason. Alternative wrestling. You can see what silly things we say and respond to on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Mark Polity, Damo at Mr. Damien Gibson. And you can check all our WrestleWolf stuff at the WrestleWolf site, WrestleWolf.com. That's right, Paulie. A uh, lot, lot of wasted time on Twitter this week, as we'll get into in the news. Another huge week uh, in alternative wrestling news about Sam Punk. Uh, Going to try and calm that story down a little bit in a second. Uh, and AEW's uh, first video game, uh, Fight Forever, and there's some positive news with that. Um, Paulie, there, I have a conspiracy theory that I have spoken to you and Sir Kayfabe about ad nauseum, and I think I'm starting to get Kayfabe on board, but I don't know if I've got you on board yet. I feel like every time AEW does something positive, the next day there is a 24 to 48 to 72-hour news cycle that brings up something negative about AEW. And this week it happened again where almost within minutes of Dynamite going off the air, all the news was about CM Punk calling out Hangman Page on the show on the show, by the way, guys, on the TV show that you were watching. I just want to make that point first and foremost. Um, and the, the, <clears throat> essentially the, the sky is falling in again. This is the 12th week in a row where AEW is a terrible company and it's falling apart at the seams. CM Punk's an arsehole. Hangman Page hates him. Cole Cabana and CM Punk are at each other's throats again. Tony Khan can't control his staff. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I just, I just want to point out a couple of things, and then maybe you can uh, come in and be like, uh, and be a little bit more sensible than me, because I am quite emotional about this. But I, I do want to just bring it up. Um, today, as I was watching Rampage, uh, I noticed that Tony Khan was essentially ratioing an editor from the Wrestling Observer called Josh Nason. Um, and at first, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then when I looked into it a little bit more. It looks like Josh has been having arguments with a whole range of different AEW staff on Twitter um, and being just genuinely negative about the product. Like, I mean, almost every second tweet that he puts out is like he's live tweeting AEW, but there's nothing nothing positive about it at all. And it's obviously gotten to a point where he and the company's relationship is quite fractured. Now, the reason why I bring that up is that he's an editor at Wrestling Observer Online. And I feel like this is where the vast majority of these stories are coming from. Am I drawing a long bow? Maybe, but it seems like a pretty big coinky dink for me. Also, with Tony now calling him out for it, I feel like AEW have worked out where a lot of this negativity is coming from as well. Only time will tell as to the validity of whether Punk is on the verge of quitting AEW, whether Hangman and Punk hate each other. I would just point out that Hangman did say most of these things on air on the TV show about, you know, thing, like, and also that <laughs> Hangman Adam Page wasn't the only one that said that Punk had sort of come in and taken over and was only there for the money and blah, blah, blah. I can't imagine 
that Tony Khan is allowing, you know, because remember, we and we've reported on this, Polly, that Tony Khan now essentially does get tick off on the the gist of what everyone is going to say when they go out there. So it's not it's not free-for-all. It's not scripted, but it's not a free-for-all either. So unless all of these guys are going out there and saying this stuff, knowing that when they get backstage that Tony Khan's going to be pissed off with them, it's that seems like the Eddie Kingston, uh, MJF, and Hangman Page have all said the same thing. To me, this all feels like a story. This all feels like it's part of a, a, a story. We had CM Punk. Why would, also, why would CM Punk challenge someone to a championship match if he hates them? Wouldn't he bury them like every other Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall type person that's come beforehand rather than giving him a championship match? Also, we've had the championship match move forward this week which means that there'll be a championship match at All Out. There so will. I'm almost 100% sure that championship match will be Hangman Page and CM Punk at All Out. I know you don't agree with me, but but overall, and this isn't really a news story, it's an excuse for me to rant about stuff that I see on Twitter. I just think I don't see I don't see sources and I don't see any evidence to back up these stories. And these stories come out within minutes of Dynamite going off air every week and it's i think it's beyond it being a conspiracy theory of aw stands which it gets dismissed as uh, dismissed as on on most wrestling youtubes and and twitter it's a legitimate thing that is literally happening every week and i'm just i'm kind of trying to get my head around why this would be happening it's interesting to see that we've gotten down to like a person at the wrestling observer being I mean, it's pretty hard to take anything, for me personally, it's pretty hard to take anything seriously that comes from the Wrestling Observer when their editor is online having arguments with people from a particular promotion when it comes to their reporting of AEW moving forward. You know, that might be an overreaction. But for me personally, if you're going to be an editor of a news organisation, even if it's for something as trivial as wrestling, you've still got to have some journalistic standards. And in getting online and having arguments with you know, the, the owner of one of the two big uh, companies in America just is not a good look for me. I can't imagine that Dave and Brian and, and the other guys involved with that website would be overly happy with what's happened today. And I just, I'm putting this out there just so when you do see these stories appear to maybe take them with a grain of salt because it feels like the stories get put out there and then everyone immediately goes, oh, the sky's falling and AEW's going to fall on its ass, Tony Khan's shit, da 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 But we never ask, where are these stories coming from? Who are the people? What are your sources? Is there any evidence to back any of this up? Um, anyway, that's my long-winded, rambling <laughs> rant about this. Uh, Paul? Well, first of all, I, I want to say... Kudos to you for being so enthusiastic about it all because we we, we love this little baby uh, AEW. We do. We want to care for it. We want to make it strong and, and prosper and, and, and be very successful. And, and it makes us happy and we want to, we want to keep being happy. And so we need mm. people like you out there to, uh, to keep on fighting the good fight to, uh, to, to put in the, 
put put in the words, put in put in support when when you can. Now I'm not um, I'm not uh, particularly active on on Twitter, but I did notice something a couple of days ago from someone, and I um I think I just replied to it, and I think you saw it there, and I thought that is that is very accurate. And what they said was, those who hate AEW watch it more than those who love AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Those who hate WWE haven't watched it for years. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's very true. It's a weird. I mean, I, there's a lot of talk about, I mean, I kind of almost hate these people as much as I do the WWE stands. You know, the neutral people who come in and it's like, why can't we just like both companies? Like, oh, pick a side. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I just find that, like, I find those arguments like, well, because um, oh, well, for numerous, like I don't want to talk about WWE because it's not about this. Isn't about WWE. It's just I could only imagine if you're running a business and every single time you do something positive, you're taking one step forward, and then you get, you know, from an optics standpoint, you you have to take two steps back because the whole wrestling world is. Oh well, you know, I mean, it was a great episode of Dynamite, but it's chaos over there because Punk's doing this, da da, blah blah. And I, I just, I don't know. No, no one ever takes a breath, man. Like no one ever stops and thinks about why. Like why would why would Sam why would Sam Punk and Hangman pay? I mean, I understand the reasons that you know Hangman's mates with Colt, and then it, he feels like maybe Colt got screwed around because of Punk, blah, blah blah. Like that seems to be the story going around, and that Punk's been bitching about Hangman behind the scenes and stuff. I don't. Is any of that true? I don't know. All I would like is if for people who also have a platform about wrestling to say, I don't know, you know, rather than just, you know, writing sources close to the company say, that's bullshit. That That's Woman's Day, New Idea, OK Magazine crap, you know. Like if you're a journalist, you know, I understand you, you protect your sources and blah, blah, but like, Again, and I know I keep bringing this up, but I'll keep bringing it up because it was bullshit. Two weeks ago, the Wrestling Observer was saying that CM Punk wouldn't be at all out. And now, we, you know, two weeks later, we have to be like, no, no, no. But this time, trust us. We know for sure that all of this is happening. Well, your sources were incorrect about Punk not being at all out. So why would your sources be correct about this story? I just don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you yeah. keep. You keep dealing in tabloid gutter journalism. Eventually, people are going to start, and and you're not getting it correct if you are making it up. Eventually, people are going to call you out, and I feel like that's what's happened today with Tony Khan calling out this editor on Twitter. If you if if what you're well one one of one of the um one of the angles that you're you you're suggesting through this is that it's what what we what we're being presented with here, folks, is a work. It's actually they're 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 performing. They're creating stories about their relationships that happen on the TV show, right? Then consider, and and that's generating all of this back new this 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 um, extra chatter. Consider then if that is actually being controlled, and we've got we all of this reaction is happening in the in, in, on the sidelines, then. There's another thing that's actually happening in, in, in AEW at the moment, and it's been happening for the last few months, being very well controlled, 
and almost nothing is being said. And that's MJF. And that's mm. controlled so impe- impeccably well. Yeah, like right. when when they when they met together when they um when they got gathered together for the media scrums after you know all of the the big events recently after Ring of Honor after um after fight um uh, 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 forbidden forbidden door um Tony just said look I understand the question uh, it's a fair enough it's a good question I just can't comment about that now and then shut it down that was it and so. No one has any information <laughs> about it. Right? About People it. don't even know where MJF is. The other day, I literally was like, you know, terrible, like the worst journalist on the face of the planet. But I wrote into Google, where is MJF? Right. And then there was just all these like, you know, forum questions of like, has anyone actually seen MJF anywhere? He's com- And remember all the shit that went down for Forbidden Door with MJF? Like, remember all of that? Remember all those stories like, oh, he's on a plane, he's not on a plane, he's leaving, he's this and that. And then he was on, you know, he was on Dynamite that week. He said... It it wasn't Forbidden Door, but yes. Oh, was it? Yeah, no, it was the previous one. It was because that was... um, Full Gear. His match against uh, Wardlow. Yes, it was. Of course it was. Was that Full Gear? It was Full Gear. No. Which is going to make us look bad yes. if we try and remember. Anyway, the last pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was on Dynamite that week. He said, "Fire me," and we haven't seen him since. And 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 just stop and think about it for a second. I'm not saying this to you. I'm just saying to the listeners. If MJF actually was unhappy, if he actually did want to be released, if he did want to get fired, surely he would have talked to somebody by now. You know what I mean? There's absolutely no way he would not have spoken to somebody if he was actually unhappy. So it's a work. It, that was a work. This is a work. <laughs> like it's, it's the It's a sto- It's a goddamn wrestling TV show that makes stories. That's what's happening, and they utilize. And it's a younger organization with younger people in it who understand how social media works and how you can get stories out there. And blah blah. I mean, the Bucks created this company with Tony Khan on the back of a fucking YouTube channel. I mean, these aren't people who don't know how to use social media, man. Like the idea that there's this like shambolic bunch of guys who have no idea how to control their own narrative is just crazy to me. It's just, I, I just can't believe that people believe it. I just, I just, and why would see him after all the shit that went down at WWE and, you know, like, and there were, you know, there has been, I mean, I hadn't heard any negative things about Sam Punk until he came to AEW. And then there's been all this talk about like, oh, no, well, he never got along with anyone in the locker room and blah, blah. And it's like, well, I've never. I mean, he didn't get along with certain people at WWE, absolutely. But the, those people were Hunter, John Cena, <laughs> you know, like, and they're people who a lot of other people didn't get along with as well. But he was friends with Kofi Kingston and uh, Brian Danielson and, a lot of the women on the roster and so why would he when he's older and wiser why would he come into a new company and then all of a sudden start having beefs to the point where like why would a 41 or 42 year old Sam Punk go out on live television and shoot at Hangman Page if he has a legitimate problem with him I just can't see that happening 
And then yeah, if he is I, legitimately angry and that is a shoot, why does he give him a championship match? It just none of the none of it none of it matches up. Well, on that point of the championship match, um I I find it hard to wrap my head around that Hangman would be given an opportunity to get that back belt back considering it was only a couple of months ago that he had it. And uh, this is not the the typical pattern of booking that AEW do. Well, maybe I'm wrong about All Out. It may not be at All Out. Maybe further down the road. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it may be a long-term story thing where yeah. Page takes it back off, Punk turns heel, and it's Hangman Page has to come in and recover right. yeah. AEW's championship from this evil Hollywood guy, CM Punk. So, so possibly maybe what he's done, what he did on, on Dynamite this week was just planting a little seed. Now, everyone's blown up about it uh, because it was uh, unexpected. You didn't get, you didn't hear Hangman's music. He didn't come out. Um, and then it was switched over to the, the mocks and the pull aparts and whatever. But everyone's thinking, why was that brought up? Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it was just a little seed for future storytelling because we all know Tony likes to do long-term stories. Yeah. And, like, we're just conditioned to, like, the music hitting and the person walking down the... But we've seen with AEW that that there's a lot of times where that doesn't happen because it's not real. It's not, you know, like it... You know what I mean? Like, it's not real that Hangman Page would just be standing at Gorilla just on the off chance that CM Punk calls him out. You know, like, that makes more sense from a storytelling point of view that he wasn't there that night. Or if he was, he's, like, in the bowels of the the stadium making stupid dick videos with the Dark Order for BTE, you know? Like, it, you know, I'm not 100% sure that I'm correct but i'm pretty sure uh, that you know when i think the more i think about it the more i think like none of none of these stories match up it just makes no sense so you know this this is me like going you know fuck the wrestling observer never watch or listen to it ever again but i just this guy in particular jason uh navin nason um you know i won't trust anything that comes from him ever again because he's (laughs) It just put himself out there as a hater of AEW, and that's just a terrible thing for an editor of a news organization to be doing. Um, I'm not aware of... Uh, and Jay- trying to call yourself balanced. I just yes. want to point that out as well because I've never once said that I'm a balanced commentator. I am not. I hate WWE and I love AEW. <laughs> is it is it Jason or Josh? Uh, Josh Navin. Josh, Josh Navin, sorry. Oh, okay. Now, I'm not aware of, of Josh, but I do know of um, – I still can't find him. Anyway, that's why I'll look him up later. Um, uh, the, I, I'm, I, I'm, uh, oh, hang on. Uh, <laughs> am I thinking of the right person? Does he actually host one of the – does he host one of the, um, the Observer podcasts? No. No. He has okay. uh, he has his own podcast called Limitless Wrestling. Okay, well, let's um, him then. Um, anyway, uh, so my the point that I was trying to get at is that um, uh, the 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 two key guys out of that organization um, who 
uh, are really the, 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 the number one and number two people that you'd refer to whenever you're thinking about news and wrestling, pro wrestling, uh, even mixed martial arts in the last few decades, or if not ever, um, are Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. And I know that those guys are um, big fans of all elite wrestling. Um, so much so that they complain regularly about the fact that they had to watch SmackDown this week, or they had to watch whatever it was that you know, WWE are doing because it's their job. Oh, I'm not accusing like, Brian Alvarez of being a WWE stan. No, 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 no way. Um, uh, and there is, yeah, there's another dude who's, I'm sorry, dude, I'm not remembering your name right now, um, who does one of their shows on the weekend. And sometimes he steps in and does, um, uh, wrestling observer live, um, I think, or wrestling observer radio, which is evening show. Um, and, uh, he, uh, has also, uh, during one of the broadcasts I listened to recently, just said out loud, you know, like, you know, I am the AEW is absolutely my favorite pro, um, uh, promotion at the moment. Um, so considering these guys are the sort of the faces of the organization, you, you would, you would assume they have, um, a, a certain degree of authority mm. and I would find it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really does surprise me that, um, that there, there is somebody who appears to be, uh, shit staring like that. Um, especially uh, in a in a way that's negative against the company. Um, yeah, so, well, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how much longer he, he does do stuff for the Wrestling Observer, yeah, especially yeah. now that he's had this butting of heads of with Nick Khan, uh, with Tony Khan, um, because doesn't it doesn't? Like, if I was Dave or Brian, I would not be happy about this. It's like, well, one, you know, we rely on them. You know, like we need to have a good relationship with them just as much as we need to have a good relationship with WWE because we're a wrestling Content. news site, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the last thing we need is for AEW to turn around and go, that's it, no no more access. You know what I mean? So he's playing with fire on that point. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But I just think, yeah, uh, it drove me insane. The last three days on Twitter, man, seriously, drove me insane. If I hadn't just quit a job that I hated, I might have been really upset. Um, yeah, anyway, you, you could even say you might, you might fight forever about that kind of thing. <laughs> I feel, well, yes. Twitter is legitimately a fight that goes on forever. And that's a great segue, Paul, because fight forever, AEW's fight forever, which doesn't have a release date yet, is the number one video game in the United States on Amazon uh, and a few other, uh, random charts. Well, not random, but a few different uh, video game charts. Uh, it has gone to number one on pre-order alone which is a huge achievement i like um there's a lot god i hope this game's good man because there's it's <laughs> a lot of hype around it um but yeah i just thought that was a little positive aw story that we could put out into the world yeah. considering um you know absolutely the- i'm i'm really looking forward to uh getting schooled by you when we uh when we get it connected and we play hopefully we can play against each other online oh absolutely man uh, yeah maybe I'm, we could do like a twitch stream or something and play some aw shit house at playing games but no. I, I like them though yeah i love them too i'm not good at them either i spend way too much time playing them and getting frustrated i literally uninstalled hitman 3 last night in a hissy fit so 
<laughs> anyway, speaking of hissy fits, <laughs> what? Uh, it's time for a break. Let's go to an ad break. Um, you're going to hear about something real cool, probably DraftKings, I would suggest. Um, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about our highlights, lowlights, and wait and see moments for the week. Join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. You can buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. Uh, build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions. Paul, that's millions in prizes. Millions. Get into it. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with the Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build. Play. Win only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Back. We needed a break after, well, I needed a break after that massive rant <laughs> about a random editor, Wrestling Observer. Um, negativity is going to continue just for a little bit more, but it's fun negativity because it's time for our lowlights of the week. Um, did you want me to go first or do you want so to go I'll, first? I'll, I'll jump in there. Look, um, I thought uh, when we had the dumpster match. Oh, that- I just saw your lowlight. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah. I I thought when we had that dumpster match that that was it. And I was so happy that that was, that was, that was the end of that program. Mm. And now we're doing it again. I just, I want, I want the acclaimed to be working not with the ass boys anymore. Work just, you know, you, they've got so much potential. They're so over. Um, they they don't need to have those dudes hanging around. Just finish it. I mean, why is Billy Gunn even in ring? God. Oh, man. I can't disagree with you more. I loved this segment. I loved it. <laughs> I did. I genuinely loved it. I was like... Uh... <laughs> I was like, I loved that. I loved that the Ass Boys turned on their dad. Like, their dad's there because he's like, you know, their manager or whatever. Um, 
I love that they beat them down. I love that they've gone with Stoke uh, with Stokely. I think that's cool. I think that will actually work really well. I'm looking forward to seeing Stokely's stable of weird choices <laughs> that he's going around and doing. Um, and look, scissor me, daddy is too big a catchphrase to. They're leaving money on the table. <laughs> it's got to be done. And you know what? In a weird way, man, the uh, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn have chemistry. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know why they do, but they do. So I'm into it. I do I will agree with you on this. If we get if we get 12 uh <laughs> you know, uh Ass Boys versus the Acclaim matches in a row, then yeah, absolutely. No one wants to see that. But You're I right. think the realigning of where they are as far as like factions and stuff, I don't mind that. There are far too many other members of the roster that deserve airtime. These guys have had enough. The Ars Boys? Yes. I think they've actually really improved. You, you, you don't think they're improving? Improving, sure. But, you know, I just go back and say, do you scan through the roster and think about the people you who, who aren't injured, um, who are just not being featured? Look, who- man, I, you know... I'm a big FTR fan, but do I want to see them wrestle every week? Fuck yeah. No, I want to see Scissor Me Daddy. <laughs> we can have both. We can have both. Um, I think that they'll probably have a little break. Yeah, but the acclaimed are fucking over, man. Like, they're really, really over. And I think... Um, yeah, they are. I think yeah. Billy Gunn is maybe there just to guide them on the last little bit of their apprenticeship, and then they'll they'll get a big push. Let's see. And you, sir, <laughs> what uh, what disappointed you about uh, this oh week? God, I'm a bro- I have been a broken record for the last two months, and I, and I apologize because my highlights have been John Moxley, and my lowlights have been Britt Baker. But I I, I don't. <sighs> uh, my lowlight is Britt Baker cutting a promo for the Thunder Rosa. Um, uh, Tony Storm all out championship match. Now, before anyone jumps on me, I understand that Britt Baker will be wrestling whoever wins that. Probably Tony Storm, I would suggest, although I know you're going to say Thunder Rosa. Either way, Britt Baker is the bad guy waiting for whoever wins, right? So, but I feel like, I feel like Britt Baker's criticism of these two in her promos has led to Tony going, okay, well, we'll get Brit to do the women's, like is Brit just the the promo chick for the women's division now? Like I just. I hope not. No, I don't want that. I don't think anyone wants that. And like even, even to the point where she did a little DMD thing, I didn't even hear the crowd chant along with it this week. Like I think it, by not trusting the other girls to do their promos and everything, you're actually killing the golden goose with Britt Baker. Like you need to give her some time away from everybody because it's just oversaturation. It's been three years of nothing but Britt Baker in the women's division. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't want it. I want to see these two guys cut promos. I want to see Storm and Rosa cut promos face to face to build up the match that they're in. Yeah, this this match, uh, we all expected it would happen, but then the 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 storytelling seemed to be 
meandering a little bit for a while there. So we we kind of well, oh, well, I was a bit unsure whether or not it would really take place. And then all mm. of a sudden, oh, it's confirmed. We're going to see them at all out. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. But what about the tag thing? No. All right. All right. Okay. So then, uh, thinking, well, they they wrestled each other at Forbidden Door, and then the very next did did has Rosa taken on any other challenges? Since then, since then, no, because they've kind of been doing this weird tag thing together. I think maybe Rosa had one match. I think she against... might have had a challenger on a Dynamite episode. Um, Marina Shafir, no. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, the next time that we see a, um, a, a heavily featured, certainly in a pay per view sense, um, women's championship match again, Tony Storm. So it's um, a little surprising, and would suggest that it's it's you know it's going it's the time to switch it over. But <laughs> we know that uh, Thunder Rose is <clears throat> on her way to Mexico to mm. challenge Ty Valkyrie. So I really don't know what's going on. But you know, yeah, me it, either, man. It's um, you know, I, there are valid criticisms of Tony's booking at the moment, and this is one of them. This is uh, the women's divisions all over the place. Britt Baker is the only person who's doing any talking, and and every time she does, she's burying everyone along the way. And it's not kayfabe burying; it feels like real venom behind it, and it's just gross. And I hate oh, it, and it needs so to stop. You. <laughs> well, it does. Like, doesn't it feel like that? You know, it probably isn't, but it feels like that as a fan. It feels like she legitimately. I mean, maybe that's just her being the best heel of all time. But my feeling towards Britt Baker at the moment when I see her is, uh, did you hear what Punk said about Hangman being disrespectful? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's all correct. Uh, no, I, 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 I didn't frame that properly. What I meant, like, what I meant was, you know, uh, it, it just feels like. I don't know if those promos are, you know, I just, it just feels like she, I mean, she's the bad guy, so that's what she should be doing. But even bad guys will, like Jericho tonight was like, he did it with Ricky Steamboat, where like all week he was like, you know, I hate Goody Two Shoes Steamboat. He's the worst. He's the worst. I hate him so much. Get out of here, Ricky Steamboat. I'm going to kill you. And then uh, when Cesaro mentioned, that he's his favorite wrestler and blah, blah, blah. Jericho said on commentary, um, he's one of the greats. Even though I hate him, I'm going to kill him. He's the worst. You can't deny that. He's one of the greats. That's what That's what you do. That That's a heel promo. You know, you might be this, you might be the best wrestler and handsome and the best, and blah, 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 but I'm going to beat you at all out. Blah, 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 blah. And Britt doesn't do that. She just goes, these two dickheads over here wrestling it all out. You know what I mean? If you guys want to see that. And then after that, one of them will have to wrestle me and then wrestling will be good again. You know, it's like, okay, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> let's let's stop burying everybody else on the roster, shall we? Um, anyway. <laughs> 
Let's move on to our wait and see moments. I'm I'm out there today, man, and I'm swiping at everybody. Uh, what keep is it up, your keep it up. loving it? <laughs> what's your wait and see moment for this week? Uh, well, I I really enjoyed uh, seeing Miro come out after um, uh, Buddy Murphy squashed Sherpentico, who who uh, according to the graphic on screen uh, has lost. 88 times and one right. 13 times. 13? <laughs> 13? Yes. <that's> Against who? <laughs> Mate, I'm going to go on cage match and fucking <laughs> check this out. That sounds like bullshit to me. We've got some Goldberg scoring going on here. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Miro came out afterwards and apparently he had, um, he had Malachi Black's Goat antlers, mask? yeah, so, goat boy mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that made Buddy angry. Don't, don't stuff, don't touch my friend's stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Why would Buddy be so angry about? Is that Malachi's mask? <laughs> you dog. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would he be so upset about that? Anyway, he, he was upset about that. that especially, and only if they've got gloves on. Oh, no. How was your day, be, honey? Oh, you will be. not believe the day I had. <laughs> so anyway, I'm beating Serpentico. Serpentico? Yeah, but Serpentico. What are you wrestling Serpentico for? I beat him in 12 seconds. Don't worry. Anyway, then Miro comes out from nowhere, and you won't believe it. He's got Malachi's mask. I just lost it. Yeah, well, you would have. Yeah, well, I did. Then he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm loving that um, the, this uh, this this interaction between these two has has been uh, reinvigorated, and um, and now we we we're still trying to work out what, where we're going. What is he gonna is he gonna have some feud against them? Uh, as, a, so. as, a, as a faction, is he going to mm. join them, um, or like, and and why? Why do we keep on hearing about Miro's wife? Is CJ Lana coming soon? Oh, for sure, like, she has oh, to show up eventually. Like, yeah, that's it's very it's very intriguing. And not only, uh, here we go. This this is something that popped up last week, and maybe it was hmm. Josh Navin. <laughs> if that is your real name. <laughs> Maybe it was um, because there was bits and pieces that I was reading in uh, on the dirt sheets about um, uh, Miro being uh, displeased with the way that he's being treated. Oh in yeah, that was you. another negative and was, story. And he was treated better in WWE, and and apparently he reacted to this tweet and with a with a like, and somebody else did too, and that was the story for the week. And like, well, I saw him on oral sessions, or sorry, sessions with Renee this week. Oh, she, and, she changed the name of the podcast. Yeah, she got rid of the oral. Oh. Who was bitching about that? Oh, Brian Danielson. Because Brian was on it and he was like, are you serious? The first time you have me on sessions and you've like changed that, <laughs> you've gotten rid of the oral from oral sessions? So this is bullshit. Oh, um, yeah, sucks. and Miro was on there and he was talking about his time with WWE. And I'll give you the hot tip. He wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> no shit. Um, so anyway, look, I am waiting to see what happens because I reckon it could be really cool. God, what a ridiculous notion. He was happier at WWE than he was at, okay, cool. Maybe, 
Um, all right. So my wait and see moment is uh, the Ring of Honor stuff on Rampage. I thought Cesaro coming out and um, basically having an open challenge for the Ring of Honor heavyweight belt. Great. You've got it. Use it. Rampage's audience is actually up. It was up by 100,000 last week. Um, <laughs> Parker Bordeaux. Or Bordeaux. How? I keep saying it incorrectly. Parker. Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Um, was saying that it was him. Um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> which maybe it was. Um, but I think this is a way of keeping that momentum going. It went from like 400K to 500K last week. If you've got, it's a way of kind of making Rampage the Ring of Honor show without changing the name. You don't have to change it to Rampage. It's just, you know, this is where the TV belt and the Ring of Honor heavyweight belt is defended. And you could almost have a brand split without having a brand split, you know? Um, so, uh, we've got the heavyweight match between. Cesaro and um, uh, Dustin Rhodes, uh, which I'm actually really looking forward to. I didn't know. That was one of those matches where I was like, I didn't know I wanted to see this match until it was announced. And then I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I reckon those two are going to kill it. Yeah. Um, And it's on Rampage and that's great. So the same sort of thing that they've been doing with Swerve and Keith Lee of like only keeping them on Rampage. I think doing more of that... um, can only be good for the product. Although Rampage, it needs to be at a different time. We've all we've talked about that. Hey, speaking of um, speaking of Parker Boudreaux, uh, I got to thinking this week when I was watching Slim J, his uh, his he faction, can wrestle. faction uh, compadre, hmm. that he looks like one of the Beastie Boys if it was nineteen eighty two. <laughs> when they were babies, when they yeah. were like 15. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like coming out with like just smashing a beer can on his head. Maybe giving give him a big chunk, big gold chunky chain and some Adidas uh, tracksuit. It would just totally look like uh, yeah. one of the beastie boys. My name is Slim J and I'm here to say <laughs> I'm going to rhyme in a wicked way. Wooka, 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 wooka. All righty. Um, highlight time. What was oh, your? Well, you've got a few highlights this oh, week. Well, when it comes to wrestling, uh, there was just no, no, uh, no second option for me. It was Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Two out of three falls. Incredibly physical. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to say two out of five stars. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What a harsh taskmaster. <laughs> Sorry, I completely yeah. derailed you there. If I had if I, if I had a thought of stars, I would probably be going so somewhere close to four and a half. It was um it was it was very, very good. Mm. Um maybe even maybe even higher. Um uh, th- those two are excellent. And when you when you when you consider that Daniel Garcia is twenty three years old. Oh no, it's insane. Wow. Um, okay, look, I could I could guffaw on for a while about the the entertainment that I had during that wrestling match, but there were a couple other little moments that I want to bring up. <clears throat> one was I really enjoyed seeing Pen- Penelope Ford again. Uh, mm. One for one reason because it's been ages, but secondly because that was the best performance I've seen her do in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, she um, uh, she she she. Did a job for um, uh, Athena, um, but she looked great. She, yep. 
she was presented really well. She looks really healthy. She's she had some great like, m- makeup on. I think she the guys the, the guys on the desk were saying that she was um, l- dressed to look similar to um, Daenerys from. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there was necessarily if that was correct, but regardless, it, she looked really good. And um, I, I think there was very little during the match that I could complain about. Like there were no sort of slow botchy spots or anything. Yeah, it, it was, was a good just, match. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, uh, the little thing was the uh, hook match against um, the reality Zach Clayton um, hook between bell to bell. It was a twelve second match. I don't think there has been a faster match, a shorter match in AEW history. Um, and it was perfect. Hmm. Sometimes squash matches, they, they, they give them like three or four minutes and they get like one, maybe two move in moves in or the, the, um, <clears throat> the, 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 the eventual winner doesn't go for their finishing move straight away. They just sort of play with them for a while. Hook just went straight in red rum done. Mm. Beautiful, efficient, lovely. Yeah, I loved it actually. And the uh, the last little little bit that um, uh, in this particular case wasn't wrestling related <clears throat> that I really did enjoy was there were there were a couple of moments during <clears throat> during the the two shows, one in each show, where the guys in the commentary desk were using non English terminology because surprise, surprise. Wrestling is huge in Japan and huge in Mexico. In Mexico, they use Spanish. So sometimes those languages are used. In Dynamite, Taz was referring to a move called a Jujigatami. And JR was being, I don't know what his motivation was, was having some, like trying to, dig uh at taz for for being a smart ass or something i don't know what 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 was going on there um but then just got totally owned because he says jujigatami can you spell that and taz goes like yeah j u j u g i t a m e and i'm sure if he was you know inside his head afterwards he would have said fuck you but he didn't (laughs) say that out loud um and and then there was another moment in um, in Rampage when um, the hook squash match was about to start, and uh, Excalibur referred to him as they always do as the um, uh, the handsome devil, something like yeah, that. Yeah, the cold hearted, cold hearted handsome devil. Yeah, <clears throat> and. Then uh, they he used an alternative name, and it was um, Diablo. 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 Uh, oh fuck! Now I've totally lost my point because I can't remember the words. Um, but um, he, yeah, he said um, he said the term it's like um, a Diablo Manalo or something. Or yeah, 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 Diablo Manalo or something like that. Hmm. Sorry for butchering it, but you know the point is that then Jar we said, do need to learn Spanish. It comes up every week. <laughs> One of us needs to learn Spanish. <laughs> yeah, and then Jr. butted in and it's like, "Oh, what was that?" And so Excalibur just said it, just said it again, said it again, yeah, just said it again. <laughs> it's, the, it's like the racist uncle at the Christmas lunch table, you yeah, know, where you just like everyone's dead. He's out of control. He's out of control. I just, 
I, I will just bring it up real quick because I, I just enjoyed it. Um, man, Don Callis. Oh, by the way, how the fuck have we got 45 minutes into this podcast and not mention that Kenny Omega is back? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there have been a few things going on. You're the greatest wrestler of all time, maybe. Um, and I, I love how they're selling all his injuries. Uh, I think it's great wearing the compression shirt and the shoulder bandage and, uh, again. And, and I'm, if this punk stuff hadn't come up, then th- that would have been the story. It's like, oh, Kenny Omega's come back hurt because AEW's struggling. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, I love, I mean, I love Kenny Omega, but I love, love Don Callis. And I love Don Callis on commentary. And it felt like he'd been sitting at home He's for so 11 good. months. Just like as soon as I get back on that desk, I'm going to rile up JR so hard. And throughout that whole match, he just can't. JR, like, he said that there was one point where he was like, um, and I think like they were trying to convey that Don Cullis is such an asshole that he'll even go after good old JR. But JR legitimately at times sounded like he was, and I know people are going to be like, oh, well, What's the difference between this and Sam Punk? But uh, it felt like he was genuinely cracking the shits with Don. Yeah, um, I I didn't catch that bit, but I'm going to go back and watch it again because I enjoy. He said something. Yeah, I it enjoy. was fun to watch because he like he literally at one point was like, "Is that right, Don?" Da, 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 da. Like there was this moment where it was like, and then there was. If it was kayfabe, feel I feel like they would have doubled down on it, but there was this like sort of breathless silence where it felt like the other three were like, Jesus Christ. Um, Okay, okay, I've I've redeemed myself. He said, El Diablo Huapo. Yeah. (laughs) We apologize, Spanish listeners, for being so bad at El Español. But um, Yeah, and then JR said, what? Why did you call him? And he just said it again, El Diablo Huapo. Yeah, I called him his name, you stupid old prick. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> just please get rid of him. Uh, Tony, we know you listen. Man, I've, I have gone into bat for you so goddamn hard today. Just do me one favor. Get rid of JR. Taz, Excalibur, Don Callis. That's the, that's, that's the commentary team I want. And then Shivani on interviews. Uh, my highlight was Punk and Moxley. Uh, I, I thought the promo was superb. Um, there was some, I mean, I know there's criticisms leveled at this because it's like the story, the stuff that they were referencing was from a different company and a different story, but, um, uh, punk referencing that he had called Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, like essentially doing the old Ringo joke about he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles, um, <laughs> That you know, doing that with Dean Ambrose in the Shield, I think it's cool, man. I think referencing WWE and not being afraid to talk about people's histories are, are cool. I, I'm liking this slight um, turn, like this slight heel turn. I don't think it was a full heel turn in this promo, but it's definitely getting there. Like we're definitely starting to see a uh, heel punk, and uh, heel punk is the best punk. I mean, if you've enjoyed CM Punk so far, uh, grizzled old, like, happy punk, mate, wait until you see fucking heel punk. He is an arsehole and awesome at the same time. I bet there's going to be a lot of people in the back that really don't like him then. 
Yeah, man. Well, you know, like I heard he already is a heel in real life. So that God, there was some bad takes on Twitter, man. Uh, he thinks he's Bret Hart, but it turns out he's Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, burn, man, burn. Um, anyway, <laughs> the reason why I wanted to bring this up is the pull-aparts. I hate pull-aparts. I hate them. But uh, the first one they did, I was like, mm, okay, all right. I mean, uh, Mox and Punk make you believe. So there was enough of their you know, gold dust happening there to – make you think that they did legitimately want to kill each other, although they only had two or three people holding them back each. But it was the second pull-apart where Mox came down and trucked Tony Nese, which I was like, good, I don't want to see Tony Nese wrestle. And then came out and then Punk runs out and one of the most uh, absurd, over-the-top pull-aparts I've seen in my life of like, this is Stone Cold stuff, you know what I mean, where Stone Cold would constantly go out the back and then come flying back out onto the stage like three or four times throughout a roar. <laughs> I I love this. Like this is the kind of shit that I live for for wrestling and I and I just thought that Punk and Mox did such a great job with it. Um so if you're getting me to buy in on a pull apart promo, you you're doing something well. So uh well done uh John Moxley and CM Punk turns just- out that the two of you are quite good at the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, wrestling thing oh um <laughs> hey just a little follow-up to that um <clears throat> tony niece tweeted you you all would be very disappointed and maybe even outraged if you found out who was supposed to debut against me on dynamite last night and now because of mox that opportunity might never come again oh that's that's amazing I mean, that's just amazing marketing I, i'm now i will follow tony niece I mean that's brilliant social media work. Um, I might even use that at uni as an as <laughs> as an example of great social media work. Uh, what are we up to? What are we doing? Predictions. So last week we predicted uh, we both were wrong again. <laughs> um, so uh, you predicted that Bray Wyatt would appear and uh, leave well, the water. I, I did say that, but. <laughs> oh, hang on. The idea was that he would appear when the House of Black faced the Dark Order in the trios tournament. Well, it's got to be that for that hasn't week, happened Paul. yet. <laughs> you oh, can go again this week with the same prediction. No, no, no. But it's got to be for this week. <laughs> I had been pushing this real hard. I'd been pushing this angle real fucking hard on Twitter, Instagram. Anyone who would listen, I was like, Johnny Gagano's coming. Don't listen. It's not Kenny Omega. Why would Kenny Omega, who runs the company, come and wrestle in the company? It's definitely this other guy who has never been mentioned in, in Bucks Law ever. Um, yeah, but Johnny Gargano didn't show up. Although, although micro, Johnny Gargano micro brawlers started being sold yeah. on pro wrestling tees this week, which if he's debuting in WWE and he's just trying to get a couple of weeks of quick bucks before he's not allowed to do it, then fine. But to me, that would suggest that he's coming to AEW. Anyway, uh, so our predictions for this week, Paulie, what is your prediction? Well, I could not uh, fathom why, why they would change the world championship match main event of All Out. And put it on dynamite next week. Yeah. So I yeah. reckon the reason why is that we're going to finally hear from 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He'll reappear, and during the Mox and Punk match, he will try to uh, cost Punk the lot the match, but mm-hmm. he will inadvertently uh, cost Mox the, the 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 win, and so therefore Punk will still be champion, and. He'll be back into the picture, and at All Out, it will be Punk versus MJF. Uh, I like that. I like that. But remember when MJF was going to leave the company and AEW was the worst company in the world and everything was falling apart? Anyway, um, my prediction, I'm going for a layup, man. I need a fucking win. Uh, this so <laughs> uh, Daniel Garcia is going to join the Bayswater Crystal Meth community and... Um, and become uh, Brian Danielson's ward, younger boy. Um, although as soon as I said that, it's like, I don't know, it feels too quick for it to happen next week. But Yeah, I, I kind of felt similarly when um, when he pushed Jericho away in ring and just thought, hang on, well, we're do, do, you've, only, you've only been part of the Jazz Hands group for like two months, three months. Chaz Hands Appreciation Society. <laughs> Are we going to run with this for a bit longer? But, uh, no, I don't know. It, like it, the, the pairing, the pairing is just superb. Could, I mean, it could be said that. I mean, Brian did mention Daniel Garcia right at the beginning of the of the. He BCC. Sure did. And so, uh, who that else? That is, you know, that is pretty long term. It's been like what four or five months or something. Lee Moriarty, I think, was also mentioned. Yeah, it did mention Lee Moriarty as well. Did Although Moriarty's joined Stokely's thing, so mm, that's true. Who knows? Was was there somebody else's name mentioned at the same time? I was Yuda Garcia and Will Yuda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, did they say Dante Martin? That's what I was just thinking, but I'm not. I'm not so sure. But it's definitely yeah. Th- those are the three. I'm pretty sure it was that, mm. that was the three. Um, and get his name right. It's William YouTube. William YouTube, of course. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> William YouTube. Um, all right. So quick, quickly now. Um, mark of the week that goes to the young lady who was in a young bucks t-shirt who was um legitimately crying when um kenny omega reappeared oh. uh i i just like that i just you know i love that kind of reaction um and uh there were no kids dressed as orange cassidy this week so yes there were <laughs> was there really yeah. oh, there was there was <laughs> yeah <I'm, laughs> every week i should just yeah, every week uh what was your spot of the week uh well also during that um that moment when kenny came out uh there was a there was a bit that i wanted to bring up um justin roberts was given the script by brandon cutler and he oh the whole thing was wonderful but there was just one little bit that um uh, he's he's squeezed into his pro his, his ring entrances as often as he can. And it's, 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 it's a reference to Michael Jordan. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't, uh, if, 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 if you don't already know about it here, here's the reason, here's the, here's the history. Um, so when Michael Jordan was introduced to, um, the, 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 the court, when he was a big star, mm-hmm. he was always introduced as being from North Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that. And, I didn't know that's the reason why it keeps happening. Okay, that's cool. And, and uh, <laughs> um, 
Kenny's just a, a massive Michael Jordan fan, so he wanted to use that reference. And so every time, well, usually he he will have Justin Roberts say something about North it's Carolina. Something different about North Carolina every time. It's yeah. nothing to do with where he grew up. He's he's from Canada. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never got it. I just yeah. was like, yeah. And so this time he um he, he said in the in the um uh the introduction um announcements, Justin Roberts said um occasionally he uses airports in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like uh, his favorite chocolate bar is the Charleston Chew. Oh, and that's the um that's they're the in Charleston, city that right? yeah, yeah. And um, my spot of the week also comes from this match, and it was, thankfully, they made it easy for me because it was the only moment through the entire three hours of AEW this week that I actually went, holy shit! (laughs) That was when Dragon Lee did a tope suicida, suicide dive um, through the ropes because they had uh, um, Roosh and... um, and uh, Andrade holding them wide as open. Oh, the guardrail, yeah. It was a huge spot. They pulled the guardrail nice and close. Kenny and the Bucks were out there, and it just went smash. And they sold it like crazy because I thought they were really injured, but they weren't. But, um, yeah, great spot. It was an amazing spot, yeah. And I, I thought the same thing. Like, I, yeah, I really, um, I really believed it because, you know, Kenny had the compression shirt on, the shoulder bandage, and... Um, he sold it real well, and I'm sure it didn't tickle. Um, anyway, that's us. Uh, thanks to the Pigskin Network and Amaze Network for hosting and supporting us. Uh, also, thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to support the show, you can rate and subscribe in your little podcast player. Apple Podcasts would be awesome if you could do that. just gets us out to more people. But until uh, the next episode, Paulie, we'll see you next time. And get passionate about silly things, people, because there's far too many really serious, horrible things going on in the world. So enjoy the silly stuff. Well said.